Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy is the new book by me, Nikita Banks, a licensed psychotherapist and life strategist. Leverage the knowledge you'll receive in this book to help you with the process of obtaining absolute clarity through the use of guided self-exploration. This process is necessary to help you master all your relationships in 2019 and beyond. Go on Amazon.com or BlackTherapistPodcast.com and grab your copy of the book guaranteed to help you redesign all your relationships based on two basic principles, health and happiness. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Black Therapist Podcast. The Black Therapist Podcast is a podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. Now, if you are new to our show, I am your host, author, life strategist, and psychotherapist, Nikita Banks, in private practice in my hometown of Brooklyn, New York. I am available for both psychotherapy and coaching sessions, and you can find more information about that on my website, NikitaBanks.com. You can listen to our podcast everywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, Pippa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and BlackTherapistPodcast.com. If you are a mental health advocate or therapist and you want to buy our podcast merchandise, you can do so by visiting our site. And if you want access to our free mental health tips, free online trainings, discounted selective services, and resources, do so by joining our mailing list by texting "get happy" all one word to six six eight six six. If you love the podcast, please like, comment, and share. We love to hear from you. And if you want to send me some feedback, guest suggestions, or simply to say hey, you can contact us at our website, BlackTherapistPodcast.com. Please be mindful that this episode and all of the information that we provide here is just a resource and a tool to help get you started on your mental health journey. If you are feeling any mental health distress or you are having any significant issues, please feel free to reach out to us so that we can find you a mental health provider in your area. Okay, let's go. Hey guys, so welcome to the show. Okay, so this weekend I had the pleasure of attending an event called Millennials and Mimosas. And let me set the scene. So (laughs) I had been asked to do this event weeks ago. And I don't know what I was thinking, honestly, uh, to uh, agreeing to do it because I have so much going on in my life right now with like family stuff and like everything that I'm trying to do that I have admitted on this show the last few episodes I'm burnt out but I'm like really burning the candles at both ends and so it's the end of the school year my son is graduating from school my interns are leaving so all of my paperwork is you know needs to be in it's the first of the month bills 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 right so I had like all of these things going on and I I'm not the kind of person that goes to an event and I like don't really show up. Like I try to keep myself manicured, keep my hands done, my toes done, my hair done. I was over it <laughs> the night before this event. So I was literally running on like uh, prayers and coffee. I had like maybe three hours sleep the night before. So um, I was glad that I made it. I was so pleased by what I what I watched like I came in while the panel was going on and I really wished I had an opportunity to be there for the whole entire thing 
usually when I come to do an event, I like to come early. I like to set up the room. I like to see what's going on. But, you know, I'm I was like two seconds away from canceling because I'm like, I'm super overwhelmed. But I'm really, really glad that I made it. So I was invited to come to this event I think I said the name, but it's called Millennials and Mimosas, and it was in Long Island by someone named Aisha. And Aisha knows me from, I guess, social media and this show. And so I was really, really glad to go and like meet her and do the event. And so this week is the panel discussion or the, the question and answer section. Is that really what it is? It was more like a discussion between me and a moderator. So I was like, I can't possibly talk for 30 minutes about what it is that I do. It's probably best we do a question and answer session or let somebody kind of moderate and, and ask me questions so that I'll make sense. And so my brain was half working. <laughs> throughout the whole show like I listened back and I'm like laughing at myself and you guys know I've told you I don't I don't often listen to the shows but I listened back to the show while I was doing my edits and I was laughing the whole way through because as she was asking me questions I swear to god I was like half answering them because I my brain was everywhere that said you're in for a good show you're in for a treat. I don't sound too too discombobulated. I, I was very damn near delirious. <laughs> Working off of that little sleep. I will never ever do that again. I'm, I, I hate being sleep deprived. So I, I promise to take much better care of myself this week. All of my paperwork is in. All of my prep work for next week is done. I'm shutting down my office early this week so that I can do what I need to do to focus on celebrating my son's college graduation. He's the first grandson in my family to get his college degree. He is my my baby boy, and I'm super excited to have him meet this milestone in his life. To carry on the tradition of being a college graduate just like his two parents so I'm really excited about that and now I have to focus on attending this graduation hitting this finish line and practicing some self-care I do have some vacation time coming up in my near future and I'm super excited about that I have a dope what is, what is it called a retreat that I'm going to in early June and I plan to travel as much as I possibly can this this summer so so once again I want to thank Aisha Shabu curator of the goddess tip and Tiana Heath of Miss Tea Talk who helped moderate my segment I got in and I saw her moderating the panel and I was like you know what her can we can we get her to kind of help me out so that I just not up here rattling on for 30 minutes and she really really truly asked me some really good questions and she was able to kind of help me stay on topic and stay on task and kept my mind a little bit sharp because I was really y'all I was struggling I'm not gonna lie I was struggling but you guys aren't gonna gonna notice the show is really really good the listeners and yeah that's it hey guys if you have not yet signed up for our free course healthy relationship tips for boss chicks learn relationship cheat codes in 20 minutes a day or less you can do so by texting get happy to 66866 also if you are looking for our free mental health course that tells you how to get low and free mental health support you can also 
also text get happy to 66866 or slide up into my DMs at Black Therapist Podcast on Instagram and ask me to send you the link to either cause healthy relationship for boss chicks or the mental health course, okay? And we will get it to you ASAP. We are here with Miss Banks. Everybody give a round of applause for Miss Banks. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so great. I'm glad that you made it today. It's so good to have you here today to discuss what you do, how you do it, and how you successfully. She's not all that familiar. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. We like literally just met just now. So we did, but I did look you up, and that was funny. I did. I thought that actually, I thought that you were supposed to be on the panel. So when I when I looked you up, I'm like, oh, and then she told me she's like, oh no, I'm like, okay, <laughs> my bad for being a moderator. That's what I did. So explain what, what do you do with things for so, people that are not familiar? Is it recording? If it's all yeah. <laughs> uh, so my name is Nikita Banks. I'm a licensed psychotherapist. Um, I have a podcast called Black Therapist Podcast. Uh, as somebody who, who, who struggled with mental health issues myself, I was diagnosed with uh, depression in, I don't know, 2000-something. Um, after just kind of dealing with general sadness all my life and not really knowing why and not really being able to put kinds of words to my feelings, I was like, there has to be a better way to live than this. So I decided that I was going to go to seek additional help like a lot of you guys, I went to my friends and I was like, hey, something's really off. This is not my real life. It's kind of my, like the theme for what I used to say. I used to be like, well, when my real life comes, I'm gonna do this. And when my real life comes, I'm gonna do that. And then it kind of dawned on me, you only get one. Yeah. Um, so I went to my doctor's office and I was like, yeah, I'm really not happy. I'm crying all day. I'm like sad, what's really going on? And you know, it's like, I think I need to go to a therapist. And um, I was like, but black people don't do that. <laughs> and my doctor said, well, isn't it good that you're progressive? Um, and so she prescribed me medication, because when you're, you're your doctor of 20 years and you've known somebody for a long time and they're crying, sometimes you just want to make the crying stop. So she gave me medication. I took it for a little while, and my friends were like, no, don't take that, because, and I'm like, it's not crack. It's, you know, it's medication. Uh, but I was like, let me go to talk therapy first and see if that was, medication was the right route, right, right route. Because although I love my doctor, she's not a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I needed to at least consult with a professional before going to somebody who just really wanted to make me stop crying. Um, and I went to a therapist and the rest is history. How was that experience going to a therapist? My therapist is hood. <laughs> okay. And like my therapist is, is an old Jewish guy who grew up in the project. Okay. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> um, and when I first, when I was like, you know what, I want to go to therapy, I didn't want to go to a therapist that was black. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had already tried therapy. Previously, I had went to therapy once when I was pregnant with my son. I was a victim of a crime. I went to therapy that time. And so when I was, uh, the first time was when I was a victim of a crime. And now that I'm in the field, I realized that the person who probably was my therapist was, was maybe an intern. Mm -hmm. 
because I was telling her some of the things that had gone on in my life, some of my history or whatever, and she started crying. Oh. And I was like, they gotta stay strong. But she was a little white girl. And I was like, wait a minute, is this bitch saying something's wrong with me? So I never went back because I was like, I don't, I, you know, I'm telling her all these things that, you know, as black people, we learn to internalize our traumas and just rattle them off like they're nothing. So it was the first time I got to see all of the things that I, I had endured through somebody else's eyes, and it, I think it scared me at the time. But I also think, now that I'm in the field, that she probably didn't know what she was doing, because I would never, you know, in, in my position, cry, with, cry at someone's story. I felt like she was, I, I felt like, I felt ashamed by what, her, by her reaction to what I was saying. And to me, it was just normal life, because it was just stuff that I had gone through. Um, and then the second time I went, I went, or oh, the first time I went, I went when I was, when my son, I was pregnant with my son. And that was very helpful for me. I just had somebody that I could talk to, my, talk to about my feelings. I was going through a lot of stressors with his dad. So it did help. So I was like, well, why not try it a third time? And so when I decided that I wanted to go to a therapist and I didn't want to go to a black one, I wanted to go to somebody who could teach me to think completely different than culturally we're taught in society. I think Chris Rock has a joke that for white people, the sky's the limit, and for black people, the limit is the sky. Okay. And so I wanted somebody who was entitled to get what he wanted. I wanted somebody to kind of teach me to go after my dreams in a way that culturally I didn't see from my friends, from my family, from my mother, from older generations. So I just wanted somebody different. But I like the fact that he was culturally confident. I don't have to explain poverty to him. I don't have to explain, you know, black people stuff to him culturally because he grew up in a black environment. Yeah, that's that's important. He, it is important. Very very lucky that you found him because it's not that much out there like that. Very, you know, educated and, and stuff like that. And knowing what us what we you know us were growing up, you know, what what we've been through um years, 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 years ago until now and still happening now nowadays. So for you for you to have that to be blessed. I don't want to say luck. Sometimes I don't want to say luck because we're all blessed. So to be blessed to have him help you through your hardships um, has been amazing. How have you been after therapy? Do you still go? I still go. Oh, okay. now um, I don't have I don't have the symptoms of a diagnosis. So I didn't have the type of depression where you can't get up out of bed and you're you know like the way they show depression on TV. Like it's not that kind of thing. I wasn't like suicidal or anything. It's, it was just a general unhappiness and dissatisfaction with my life. And a lot of us have it. A lot of my friends had it. I was like, I'm sad. This is not, you know, you know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And my friends were like, yeah, but join a club. And so speaking to my friends, I didn't get any sympathy, number one, because everybody felt like what I was feeling. And I didn't find a resolution to this can't be it. So I had to go outside of myself, and I was willing to do something I had never done before to get something that I didn't have before. And so for me, going to therapy is part of my maintenance. I go to him because my friends still don't know what they're doing. Love them. Mm -hmm. They still don't know what they're doing. A lot of them are in therapy, which is a good thing, but I know that I can't rely on them to get me to where I need to get in life. I need somebody who is non-judgmental, who is non-biased, who doesn't know me when I was Nikita doing whatever I was doing 20 years ago. I need somebody who is willing to stand with me now and see me for who I am and not just for my circumstances. And sometimes we have history with people and the history clouds 
everything else that, that comes with the situation. Like even with my family, me being a professional, I've gone to, you know, got my grad degree, graduate degree from NYU. I took a two year program in a year and a half. I've done postgraduate at Columbia. They're still like, yeah, I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes you need, a, you need to change your environment and change the room. A lot of us are preaching to the wrong choir. A lot of us, you know, we, we are trying to do things. I know the panel before was talking about entrepreneurship. A lot of us are talking to people who we think is the audience and they not it. You know what I'm saying? And, and our responsibility is to just do the work and allow, you know, the universe to allow God to allow whatever it is that you believe in to help us find our audience. Right. Exactly. You kind of have to put yourself in an uncomfortable place. A lot of us are comfortable in our discomfort. Okay. And it allows us to stay where we stay where we are. Nobody else in my friend group were willing to do what I was doing. And then when I was going to therapy every week, my friends were like, well, what, what your doctor say about such and such? What your doctor? I'm gonna go get your own therapist. <laughs> you can get a therapist with Medicaid, you can get a therapist for free, you can get a therapist at low cost, like finances should not be the barrier to you getting the help that you say that you want. And black women are suffering in silence, needlessly. And I did it for a lot of a lot of years only because I didn't have the proper support and I didn't have the proper information. That's not a good enough excuse. Exactly. Give a round of applause for that. Wow. <laughs> so now you do your podcast. Yeah, so I am, you know, I talk about a lot of my journey on the podcast from being depressed. I talk about from being patient to practitioner. And uh, for me, I kind of didn't want to be somebody who just talked down to my clients. A lot of my clients are black, like me. That's what I wanted to do when I went to therapy. I went to therapy for a few years. And then one day in session, I was like, I think I want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And for me, that took a lot of courage to kind of admit that I was good enough to do that. Because a lot of us, a lot of us struggle in our situations. Mm-hmm. And then when we come out of it and we can kind of see that sunshine, we're like, well, who am I to go and tell somebody what I've been through, being that I've been through it and I'm still going through it. Like I still struggle with my old thinking, thinking every single day. I still struggle with a lot of the trauma and the hurt and the things that, you know, I've gone through in life. But I know that that makes me a good, good clinician. I know that that's the connection that allows me and my clients to to become, you know, to have a, a, good therapeutic alliance and a lot of us you know we feel so ashamed because of our stories that we don't want to tell it and so for me I was like in order for me to have a practice built of black people I have a lot of black women in my 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 own practice uh mostly but I have black men I have Jamaican men clients if y'all are West Indian you know it's like what (laughs) you know old Jamaicans trinities like I have you know, those kind of clients in, in my practice as well as others, but because I'm in private practice, I wanted to reserve my spots for us. There are not a lot of black clinicians out there, and if they are, there are some barriers to you getting one. And so I wanted to make sure that if I was gonna build my practice, it was gonna be about us. And part of that was gonna be changing the narrative. In order to do that, I had to tell my story and be transparent. 
because it was really difficult in the beginning to build a private practice based upon only black people because mm -hmm. I gotta convince y'all that y'all need me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that was, a, that was a challenge. When I first told my mother that I was depressed, she told me to pray, and I was like, I grew up in church my whole life, you think I didn't try that? <laughs> but my Bible, because I read it, says faith without works is dead. So I had to do the work in order to get where I needed to get. I couldn't just pray it away. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. that's, that's important. Um, what, you, what you just say earlier is a lot of black people don't go to therapy, and a lot of black women are suffering in silence. That is definitely true. I see that a lot. And going back to social media, people go to... How do you feel about people going to social media about their, 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 their issues? A lot of people definitely do. Um, I'm not of that generation. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not on social media like that? I am on social media mm -hmm. for my business. Yes. But like you don't see my personal stuff on there. Sure, I, I, first of all, social media is to older people what a photo album was. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we're looking at people's social media feeds and all it is is happy times. You know what I'm saying? Or there are those emo people who talk about all of the bad things. And... I mean, if you are depressed to the point that you really, really need help, there's been people that's reached out to me from social media who were like suicidal, mm -hmm. then yeah, I think that you should kind of reach out to anybody that you need to, to to tell them what you're going through. But I'm not for, you know, I'm from the generation of what happens in the house phase of the I don't really subscribe to all of that. Yeah. But also that mentality was something that I had to battle when I was telling my therapist mm -hmm. all of the traumas and things that I, that I went through. Because that, you know, my, my aunt always says, you're as sick as, sick as your secrets. Mm -hmm. okay. And so it, you know, I don't care what anybody else does on social media, but in terms of like business, in terms of like your branding, in terms of like your employment, you might want to just watch what you do. Watch what you do. Definitely. Let's talk more about your, your podcast. When did this start? Uh, so we're in the third season of Black Therapist Podcast now. And first, it was called Black in Therapy because I was black and I was in therapy. Oh. Um, but then I learned about branding. I learned about business. And then I realized at first it was just me, you know, telling my story and getting it out there. And what I loved about podcasting was that I didn't have to look at anybody. I didn't have to hear any feedback. I put it up. It went out in the universe. I'm going with my life. And that was until, you know, I started getting emails and I was like, holy crap, people are listening. <laughs> so once that happened, I was like, all right, now I have to be a little bit more consistent and take it seriously. But then I realized that, hey, this is a part of my marketing for my private practice. And so once I launched the private practice, I was like, you know what, I have to change the name and kind of like really start to think in terms of search engine optimization, digital yes. marketing, making sure somebody's looking for a black therapist in Brooklyn, New York, that I come up. So I changed the name and that's, that's how that all happened. How is it the the transition? I mean, from season one to, to season three, how has that been going on for you? Because you was in therapy. We're still in therapy. Not as much as season one, correct? So I wasn't in therapy during season one. You wasn't in therapy. I wasn't in therapy during season two. My father passed away last year. Don't be sorry. Uh, I don't mean it like that, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, I talk about it on the show. My My... My view of grief and how I view grief is a little bit different than anybody else. My father was narcissistic. He had a lot of lot of problems. Doesn't mean I didn't love him. Doesn't mean he didn't love me. But when he passed away, I had to kind of deal with 
my emotions around that. Yeah. And so I started to go back to therapy. Me and my therapist have a we have a drop in relationship. And I have that with my clients. Like now I have a lot going on in my life. But my life is really good. That's and sometimes good. we pray for things and we ask God to give us things and then we get them and we're like, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. And so I'm overwhelmed at times with a lot of the things that I'm doing. So I just go to check in. But it's not like you know, it's not like I have a diagnosis and I need to really no. be there. It's just like he stops me from flipping out on people on the train. I'm still from Brooklyn. I'm from Best Out Brooklyn, so it is what it is. Like I go to therapy for your sanity. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's interesting how you turn your story and now helping helping others. I mean that's. That's monumental. I, I love that you're now doing that. I mean, you're going to keep doing it as well because you've been doing this for the last three seasons and you, and you keep going. What is the best part about helping somebody in their situation? Uh, seeing that breakthrough with, with them, seeing them actually. So I, do, I have a coaching business where I can kind of guide people and tell you what to do, but that's not what therapy is. Therapy is me actually holding a safe space to allow people to explore their own feelings and emotions guided by me. And so I recently wrote a book, it's called Finding Happy Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy. It's a workbook. So it's guided, it has questions, you know, just like therapy, I ask questions, but you fill in the blanks. And so that's what I love about therapy is just kind of having some, watching somebody kind of make that transition to realize, hey, this is what my problem is. And I'm like, oh, I figured this out, like, you know, your first session. Mm-hmm. But getting them to, this, to, to the point where they're um, being introspective, because introspection is really hard for us to do, to look outside of ourselves and see the responsibility and the roles that we play in some of our misery. A lot of us are signing up for voluntary suffering. And so so to see people, you know, come to that conclusion, like, I'm not taking this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm not shortchanging me anymore. I'm putting me first. Like, that's the best thing for me. Wow. I can just imagine the the relief that you have when people are finding their their breakthrough. It ain't every day. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, I can't can't imagine it. There there must be difficult times. But but how, 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 how else do you deal with that? on the borderline of suicide, I don't know that you haven't felt that way, but, but dealing with that. Um, so part of my work, I also do consulting work. So I do uh, a discharge planning and um, you know aftercare for people who are, have you know severe mental illness, uh, schizophrenic, um, you know, suicidality, homicidality, and those kinds of situations. Wow. Yeah. That's- that's, that's it's interesting. interesting work. Yeah, yeah. I've um, never heard that before, so. Oh, people wow. that want to kill you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking that people have killed. I mean, that, that, obviously that, you've that, never written the train. No, no, no. <laughs> I might want to kill a few people every single day if I didn't drive. But, you know, it's like getting to the point where you're like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm really going to do this and, and the person can take you seriously. Yeah. But, um... That work is re- it's rewarding. I don't take it home, which is kind of hard. The children are really, really, really hard. You know, seeing a, a child, I had a homicidal child who was like five. Wow. Um, and he was like doing little stuff to his little brother, couldn't be left alone. Like that kind of thing mm-hmm. is really like hard for me. Um, but 
you know, I don't take it personal, number one. I know that this is not my life, number two. I know that every single one of us has a right to self-determination and we get to choose how we show up in life. And if today you are sad and you want to choose, you know, you're thinking about doing something bad to yourself, then I know that there's nothing that I'm going to be able to do about that. So I just don't take it personally. I know that my role is to assist and to be, be supportive, but my role is not to save. I'm not anybody's savior. So I think when you, when you take yourself too serious, like, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to fix people. Like Ayala fixing my life, she's not really, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you when you come in with that mentality, you're gonna go home with a lot of a lot of baggage. So where can we find your podcast? My podcast is everywhere podcasts are found. I mean we're, we're I mean, pretty much on all the platforms. And then you do um, Instagram live stories as well? So on Thursdays, I was doing a, a thing called uh, Real Relationship Rap Sessions. And so every Ooh. Thursday at 3 p.m., I was really talking about just kind of some of the elements that are in the book. I have the, the book that's out on Amazon, but I also have a coaching course. And like I said, I like coaching because I get to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. um, is, is, that, is that your favorite part? Um, I'm a little bossy, so yeah. Okay. But but not everybody is receptive. Some people sign up for coaching or they'll pay for it and it, you know it's they're, they're it's rewarding in different ways. Sometimes you have to you can teach somebody how to fish mm -hmm. and sometimes somebody gotta be real hungry enough to just jump in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so it depends on like your readiness yeah. and your willingness to actually listen and implement the strategies that I tell you and actually take the support and not be um, defensive. Like a lot of us can't step outside of ourselves. We're not really all that introspective, especially when somebody is trying to tell us something about ourselves. We can get defensive. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like coaching, but I mean, I like both. I, love, I like both aspects. Like both. Yeah. yeah. Very, very passionate. I love to see the passion of everybody I spoke to today, especially you. This is, this is such a serious matter. So like, if, you know, if anybody's dealing with mental illness and anything like that, please come see her after this discussion. But you don't have to come see me if you have mental illness. So, so there are people who have mental illness, which yes. means you have a diagnosis or you, you have enough symptoms to, to uh, establish a criteria for a diagnosis. Okay. Or you have mental issues. And I promise okay. you, every single one of us in this room yeah, has has something on their mind or, or something that they're dealing with, a life change or circumstance that is going to be beyond your your ability to cope, your current skill set, and your ability to adapt, navigate, and change and thrive through that. And so you need a professional to help you kind of kind of sort through all of that muck of your mind. And we're all black people in the room, and let's just be honest with you. There's nobody in on the planet who has not been affected mentally by the things that we've been affected, you know, that we've had affect us. And so for, for me, it's about mastering your mind and your, your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions because those drive your behaviors. And that contributes to your life as a whole. So you gotta, you gotta master your mind. What advice would you give 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, saying the question. Um, okay, let's, let me think about this one. This, now this is like on the fly That's type too broad. of type of yeah no no yeah no I, I was, give you a lot of no, advice yeah, about a lot of things yes 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 I was I was I was thinking as I was, I was as I was speaking um, what advice would you give to an individual see now 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 I don't know now now you like threw me off a little bit because the questions are obviously very broad and I wanted to. Um, be specific, but now I lost my train of thought, Nikita. I lost my train of thought. Um, but let's go back to okay. So you're doing your podcast. Is there any other works in the future for you besides doing this right? Yeah, it's a lot. I have a lot of stuff on my plate because um, you're busy woman. Yeah. So part of what I I do, we have a t-shirt line. Yes. Therapy for the culture. Therapy it's not just this, but we sell uh, T-shirts and hoodies and bags um, and mugs, and so that site is launching. You know, as we speak, somebody is building it. Now, um, I'm in the process of starting a Black therapist directory, okay. so that people could find Black therapists. I mean, there, there are some that are out there that are good. I, I don't compete because nobody is my competition, mm. but I just want to expand the field so that we have more places that we can look for therapists. Um, continue to grow the coaching business and be a resource. Um, I want to write more books. Yes, I know. Yes, so you grow my book. practice mm -hmm. um, and not go crazy doing all of it because. <laughs> You know, you can be really, really overwhelmed. Self-care is really, really important. Yes. And to answer your other question, because I'm going to make it specific. Yes. What advice that I would give somebody if you're dealing with a mental health issue is to ask for help. Admit that there's a problem. Um, just know that there is a solution. Ask for help. You may go to a therapist who is a white therapist, and she may not be or he may not be culturally competent. It is your responsibility to get the help that you need, so go find somebody else. Don't stop until you get what you what you need from the situation, um, and just invest in your mental health. We will buy bundles and we will buy bags, but we won't that's, you know, invest in our mental state, and your mind is what drives everything else. So you could look cute on the outside and be screwed up on the inside. I've been there, but you know, we gotta, gotta flip that inside out. And if you're dealing with a family member who has mental health issues, seek <coughs> help for yourself. Because if you have a family member that is that is sick, the whole system is sick. Yes. And that will affect every single body else in the in the chain. Because that's what we are as family, as blacks, culturally, we are intertwined. And so if you're dealing with somebody in your house who may be funny, my household may be funny, or you know how he is, or you know how she is, there might be a little bit more than just them getting on your nerves going on in their lives. What is the what is the one word you would describe living your best life? I mean, I have two words, but I'm gonna go with one word because it will define the other, which is freedom. Yes. Like a lot of us are looking for for freedom, the 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 chance to live authentically and have autonomy, which means that you can make choices that impact 
your health and your wellness and your happiness. And a lot of us are not operating from a space where we can create uh, a space of freedom, where we have, we have the freedom of choice, of, to be um, involved in whatever we want to be engaged in and say, nah, not today, or no, nah, I'm not doing that right now. So a lot of us, you know, we are sacrificing our happiness and our, our you know, our, our mentality for us being enslaved to ideas that are not really in our best interest. So I say freedom. Once again, I want to shout out to Millennials and Mimosas for having me. Aisha Shabu, curator of The Goddess Tip, for inviting me. And Miss Tiana Heath of Miss Tea Talk for moderating the panel. I completely had a blast. I was blown away by the event and I cannot wait to see what they do next. And once again, thank you guys for listening. Be well.